In episode 452 with myself and my husband, Nick Broadhurst, we are giving you a mega life update on all things that are happening right now for us. The following episode of The Melissa Ambrosini Show is ad-free and uninterrupted. Welcome to The Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited about this episode because I have Nick back on the show with us, and I love doing these episodes with him. It is so much fun. And we are giving you a mega life update today. Now, I share so much on Instagram, but there's only so much you can share in a 15-second story. So I am so excited to give you guys a mega life update and share what is going on for us in real time. We talk about his new music, my biggest struggle right now, crypto, Nick's novel, our current favorite health hacks, what we are loving right now, books, podcasts, everything, how to remove limiting thoughts, and so much more. It's deep, it's juicy, it's good, you're going to love it. And for everything that we mentioned, you can check out in the show notes, and that's over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 452. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you, darling. Thank you for having me back. It's always so fun having these conversations with you. Before we dive in, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Pretty standard. That's my like fancy way of saying standard. I had oats with fresh berries, fresh raspberries, hemp seeds, chia, flax, and some freshly made, what was the milk? Pepita. It's pepita milk. No, it wasn't. It was um, pecan. Oh, pecan milk. Pecan milk. Mm. It was good. It was so good. It was and really creamy, hey? It was so delicious. And I had the same. Beautiful. Mm. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. Delling, what is new and good in your life? Give us a little bit of a life update. Oh, well, it's been a big week for me. After a lot of work on some new music, I finally got to show to the world my new project, Anobi. And... I had a lot of questions about who Anobi is, so I did a video on Instagram about it, which was pretty funny. And we can link to it in the show notes. But for everyone listening who is like, what is Anobi? So what is it? <laughs> what, what is Anobi? Tell us all about it and how it came about. Okay, so basically in the process of writing my next album for Nick Broadhurst, there's a very specific sound that I'm wanting for this album. Very cohesive body of work. and. In the process of writing that, I often find myself writing different styles of music, almost just kind of, you know, whatever comes through at that time. Because I always say that music's not mine. It just comes through. Whether any artist or architect or whoever, it's like you, you just kind of download something from somewhere. And it's a gift, I think, to be able to just do that. And in this case, a lot of the time I had these songs coming through and I was like, wow, I really love that song, but it's not Nick Broadhurst. So I would park it and put it to the side and I'd write some more Nick Broadhurst stuff and then I'd get another one. Wow, I really love that song, but it's not Nick Broadhurst. And it happened enough at a level where I thought the songs were good enough to go, oh, what, are these just going to sit there and not do anything? And in the music world, it's very complicated. There's labels, you can be independent, you can have distribution, you can have publishing. There's a lot of different things you can have. I'm fully independent with a distributor which means I'm not signed to a publisher. So I can do whatever I want with my music, but it also means I'm not particularly writing for other artists because I'm not in that world. So instead, I decided to create my own artist project called Anobi, who is, as I said in my video, a cooler version of me. And Anobi is just a bit more pop and fun and dancey and urban and jazzy and all the fun stuff. And what can we expect from Anobi and then also Nick Broadhurst this year? Well, first of all, to explain what Anobi means, and it's 
you know, I could come up with some amazing story. But the truth is my initials, Nicholas Oliver Broadhurst, stand for knob. N-O-B. N-O-B. So knob is not great, but N-O-B is kind of cool. So it sort of sounds like a mystic warrior, I reckon. Yeah. So that's how Anobi came about. It was something personal still, and it sounded cool. And there was no one on Spotify who was using that name. So I was like, damn, that's good. We actually came up with so many different names, but they were already being used when we were trying to find a name, didn't we? Yeah, the one I really wanted was the Nix, like N-I-X. I really liked. But then when I came up with Anobi, I was like, that's so good. Yeah, that's the best. So what you can expect from Nick Broadhurst is I am working on a whole album. I have 11 tracks and I now just need to finish the vocals on all those tracks with a bit of production. Um, but for Anobi, Anobi just released Uncomfortable, so please go and check it out. We'll link to it in the show notes. And if you can add that to a playlist, it would mean a lot to me because it's a new artist project and there's like 70,000 songs a day uploaded to Spotify. So wow. you gotta, you got to try and find a way to break through the noise. And you guys can really help with that by just adding it to a playlist, putting it on repeat, sharing it with people, whatever you can. It's a really fun song. Have a dance to it on your Instagram stories and, and tag, tag us. Yeah, and tag Anobi official. Yes, <laughs> so that we can see it. Yeah, and I have uh, a song every six weeks coming out at this point. So six weeks is about the fastest you can do it properly. I'd like to do for, it quicker. For Anobi or Nick Broadhurst? For Anobi. Oh, that is so exciting. And when is the next Nick Broadhurst song coming out? About six weeks. And that's, I think, I'm still deciding, but I think it's going to be called Kettle. And it's so fun. It's actually a song that Bambi, our daughter, just busts it. She, busts she move. loves it. As soon as it comes on, her little legs start pumping. It's so cute. She loves it. She loves music so much. And it's, I think one thing I didn't say is I... Instead of singing on Anobi, I'm finding other artists to sing. So this is a project I'm not singing on, which is really refreshing. I just get to focus on writing the best music possible, lyrically and melodically in a way that perhaps I wouldn't be able to do myself. In fact, I can tell you right now, I could not sing Uncomfortable the way Abby Price did. I could not sing Kettle the way that Blush is going to, well, she has recorded. It's freaking awesome. And she's totally different. You know, she's like this African-American strong woman and sounds so awesome. And I've got some really amazing artists. So yeah, stay tuned. And if you could all go and follow Anobi on Instagram so that you can stay up to date with the release of each song and go to Spotify and follow Nick Broadhurst and Anobi. And like Nick said, add his music to your playlist because that really helps the algorithm and you're supporting his art. And we'd be so grateful. Yeah. I just want to add as well that the artists I have coming on that I'm co-producing with, co-writing and having featured artists, vocalists. These are people who are working with Justin Bieber, Wiz Khalifa, Kane Brown, gosh, Megan Trainor. I can't even list all of them, but like ginormous, ginormous names. And it's, I think I've got, honestly, some of the best music right now with the songs I'm releasing. And when I say best, I know that's very subjective, but in a pop sense, they've got strong messages, which is fun too. Mm. Beautiful. I love that. So go and give them a follow on Spotify and on Instagram and have a little boogie and tag Nick Broadhurst and Anobi so that we can see them. And so what about you, darling? There's some interesting stuff floating around for you right now. Mm, okay. So right now, as we record this, we are in May 2022 and there's so many exciting things happening. So my podcast is just continuously we are getting on some epic humans and I just love these conversations. I love doing the show. It brings me so much joy. I love it. I love it. I love it. And thank you for listening each and every week. Oh, I just love you and adore you so much. So thank you. That's bringing me a lot of joy. But Bambi has turned one and my brain has come back online now. <laughs> And I have so many ideas swirling around within me, so many ideas. So right now I am sitting with all of these ideas that are just swirling around within me and asking for guidance of which to step forward with first. So that's where I'm at right now. And when you give birth, you are so cracked wide open 
that creative divine life force energy is flooding through you. And so there's, I know lots of mothers that feel like they've got all these ideas after they give birth. But what we've got to do, and I just reread this in Mothering from Your Center, which is a beautiful book. And she says that for one to two years after you give birth, that creative energy is flooding through you and just to allow it to be there and meditate and journal and not necessarily act on it straight away because whatever you do act on will be amazing because it's coming from that life force place. It's coming from the divine, I should say. And so just to allow it to be there. And then for me as a generator Aries, (laughs) to sit and be patient is a real struggle for me. (laughs) She comes into our bedroom at the moment. We are like Bambi's now sleeping through the night and we're getting amazing rest, which is awesome. We were waking each other up and getting annoyed at each other. So I've gone in the other bedroom for a while. So the other night I was reading a bit later than usual, maybe like nine or 10 o'clock or something. And Melissa walks in, baby, (laughs) I just need to share some things with you. (laughs) And the thing is right now, we've actually had a lot of really cool ideas for quite a long time. And I don't know, definitely feels like we're a little bit dormant static, even though I've got new music coming out, which is great. But we've had so much bubbling, but we haven't committed to anything because I keep holding Melissa back and saying, no, darling, what we do next has to be our legacy. Because it's so easy for us to just, for anyone to just go, that's a good enough idea, let's go. And yes, it could be successful, it could be great, it could add value to people's lives, but is it legacy? And that's the question I keep asking Melissa, is that legacy? It's pretty hard to say yes to that question. Like you've got to have something pretty unique and awesome that's adding a lot of value and changing a lot of people's lives to be legacy. So that's the filter we're looking at everything through. So I think whatever we do, it's going to be special and a lot bigger than what we've done before. And yeah, the, the ideas are so amazing and I'm just bursting to share them with you, but we will just hold back right now because, yeah, don't want to share too much, but it's really exciting and I just love being a mother so much. I love it. It is just so beautiful and Bambi is just, oh, magic. I just love it. I had no idea I would love mothering as much as I do. And I also love working. And so you can do both. Absolutely. You can do both. And there are many, many incredible women out there doing both that are mothering and they are working. And so I'm also playing with that. What does that look like now for me? So that's also something that I'm working on right now. Mm. How has it felt for you to be sitting in that discomfort? Oh, it's so icky. The discomfort for me is having all of these ideas and just sitting. It's like I'm sitting at traffic lights and I can't put my foot on the accelerator just yet. So I'm just like sitting here going, come on, I've got all these ideas and I want to do all of them and I just want to go and I just want to put my foot on the accelerator. And then I have Nick going, babe, just hold on, just hold on, it's It's hold on. Just chill. And also I know that it it's bubbling away still. It hasn't fully formed within me just yet. So just sitting at those traffic lights, waiting to put my foot on the accelerator, it has been uncomfortable, but I've been sitting with it in my meditations and just allowing that feeling to be there and not trying to suppress it or get rid of it and just allowing that feeling to just be there. And I'm sure lots of you listening can relate to that feeling. So if you are experiencing that right now, just allow it to be there. Or if you're experiencing anything right now, just allow the feelings to be there. Don't suppress them. Don't try and get rid of them. Don't try and numb with social media or shopping or food or exercise or whatever. Just allow those feelings to be there and trust that they're there for a reason. They're there to teach us something because they are. Yeah, well said. I have a interesting question for you. What is one of your biggest struggles right now? Hmm. Aside from the traffic light situation. Yeah, that definitely is the biggest thing. Because I think it's easy to do an episode like this and just talk about, 
oh, this is going on and that's going on and blah, 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 blah. But there's also always the polarity of that as well. And it's nice to presence that to you guys, to the listener. Like, what's a struggle that's really present for you right now? I feel really divided about something. And that is... The amount that I'm sweating right now? (laughs) You're divided about that. I'm feeling divided about it. It's so hot. I know. It's very hot. I feel really divided about how much to share of my life on social media, even though in my books and on this podcast and at my live events and at our live events that we've done together, I have shared so openly and honestly and authentically about some of the darkest and deepest things that I've experienced, like with our relationship and very intimate stuff about sex between us. We've shared so much and I've shared so much. And the biggest struggle for me right now is feeling divided about Bambi and sharing her and sharing my journey. Not not my journey. I'm happy to talk about mothering, but as you know, I have not shared her face on social media and I very rarely share photos of her. I think I've shared a couple of the back of her. And that feels really right for me right now. Which is a shame because she's so cute. Oh, she's oh my so cute. Oh, oh my gosh. Eat her <laughs> she's like a little pixie. She is a little pixie fairy, we call her. She is adorable. And she hasn't, you know, I haven't got permission from her to share her on social media. You know, she hasn't said to me, Mama, yes, you can post photos of me or you know, she hasn't said that to me. And so I haven't. And it's, I feel, I feel torn. I don't know. Do I share? Do I not share? Like, ah, oh, I feel torn about that. That's, that's a big struggle for me right now. Because we live in this social media world and I don't tend to play in that space a lot. I'm starting to play a little bit more as reflecting in my numbers because they keep going down because I'm just not sharing any content. But we do live in this social media world and we had this discussion this morning, it's like, you either have to do it properly or just don't do it at all. And the challenge with not sharing Bambi, it's very hard to do it properly because the other thing we do is we don't use our phone around her. So her, our phones are also not in visible sight. And that's a very conscious choice that we have made. So how do you do content? <laughs> it's like, and, it's really challenging. And she's with us 95% of the day. The only time she's not with us is when she's having her naps and when she has her hour with her nanny. So yeah, she's always with us. So we don't have our phones on us. So yeah, I'm just documenting a lot less. Well, I know this is a first world problem. Absolutely. But it is a, a thing that's present for you. I'm curious, you've got a great remote kinesiologist that you work with who's given some really interesting downloads. You could ask her. That is a really good point because... How does, does Bambi feel about Bambi? Yes, I can ask her. Look at her. I'm making a note right she now. Is, she's lit up. I'm just grabbing my phone. <laughs> right, message Andrea. Andrea, if you're listening to this, I'm going to message you. I need to ask you about two things. <laughs> thumb sucking and if Bambi is okay with being on social media. Yeah, the thumb sucking is interesting because she just does it when she goes to sleep. And um, I mean, it's kind of cute. And she's only one, so... Not a big deal, but we don't want it to continue much longer. So we're trying to figure out how to navigate that. And we looked at some pretty funny things like... Oh, my gosh. There's this thing called a nippet. <laughs> Look it up, guys. Nippet. Sorry, <laughs> Look this is it not up. making fun of nippet. Because I'm sure it's... The people who create it, it's got, they've got very good intentions. But it's just funny because it's, <laughs> it's a device that stops them, bend, stops them bending their elbow. It kind of seems really harsh. But if anyone listening has advice on how to encourage your baby to not suck their thumb, please let us know because we would, we would love that. Okay, well, we'll get some clear answers from Andrew and we'll share that with you on another episode. Yeah, so that's the biggest struggle. And I know it's a first world struggle, but that's, yeah, that's it's present real. for me right now. Yeah, it's all relative. This is your world. Let's talk about crypto, actually. I think, you know, we know people listening to this show love crypto. And often you've got a heavily skewed female audience. So often this stuff gets back to the male partner. It tends, crypto tends to land more in the masculine energy for some reason. But there's still a lot of women who are really getting into crypto. 
So I think it's a really cool thing to talk about. And we've done this online program called The Plan, which teaches you how to do a whole bunch of different things in crypto. It's really, really awesome. And we've recommended it to essentially everyone we know because it's so good. And it came to me via my dear friend, Drew Herriot, who's the director of The Secret. I worked with him before on a film project and someone I trust a lot. And uh, coming from him, it was a huge tick because he has never mentioned anything like this before to me. Anyway, I just mentioned it because they've just opened up again their intake for people. And if you want to check it out, you can go to melissaambrosini.com forward slash the plan. And uh, I think it closes very soon. So go and check it out. I hope it's still open by the time this episode airs. And I think the other thing that's been happening for me personally is attempting to finish my novel. And we've spoken about my novel before on the show. And I got it to a state of completion and Melissa read it. And then I sent it to a few friends who I really trust. I also sent it to a professional beta reading group. So essentially you pay quite a lot to have 30 different people give feedback and there's essentially they're being paid to be critical and it sort of reminds me which we'll talk about in a minute it sort of reminds me about selling this house when you do a building report all they do is show you the rusty bits or the bits that are broken on the outside of the building they don't show you how good the place is and a beta reading group is kind of like that you read it and you're like oh my gosh and some people said it was the best book they've ever read so that was encouraging but it really opened up a whole bunch of um, things I need to address and fix. So I'm doing that at the moment. So about 10,000 words to go and plus a whole rewrite of certain sections. And yeah, but it's getting there, isn't it, darling? You loved yes. it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. But yeah, there was some things. There was feedback that I had for you. Yeah, there was good feedback. Mm. Yeah. What are you currently reading? I just finished reading the autobiography by Dave Grohl. He's the lead singer of Foo Fighters, the drummer in Nirvana. It's a fantastic read, actually. Really, really good read. Such an interesting life and a really honest account of his life and a beautiful man by the sounds of it. So I really, really enjoyed that. And currently I'm reading the TB12 method, which is the Tom Brady 12 method. So it's 12 core principles that Tom Brady, the NFL star in America, who's married to Giselle Bunchen. He's, I don't know how old he is now, 44, 45? Still playing NFL, won the Super Bowl last year. It's freaking nuts, right? I'm thinking, what can I learn from this guy? I sent it to my friend Simon Hill and he's like, I'm reading that for sure. That guy's an absolute weapon. And it's been really interesting. So I'm going to change the way I train to train more like Tom Brady. Mm, okay. What does that look like? Or Well, because we've now sold our lovely home, which is very exciting, we also sold the gym and the gym equipment that went with it. So because we're not going to have a proper, proper home until we finish building the new one, I don't want to spend money on equipment. So I bought Tom Brady's resistance band pack and it's all workouts using resistance bands, which makes sense, right? Because it's not high impact. And the biggest thing I got from this book, which I loved, is the idea of pliability. Pretty much the whole book is on pliability. Pliability is basically when you work out muscles and you want to get muscular, you create short, dense muscles that aren't very adaptable. They can't take impact. They don't stretch very well. You know, if you fall over, you can tear something. And instead, pliability is they're muscles that are both long and soft. And you do this by essentially a very, very committed practice of rolling, using vibrating spheres and rollers and, and sort of self-massage, a very, very specific way of doing it. So I'm going to commit to that and see how pliable I can get, darling. To be honest, I need to do this as well. I know, I'm sort of hoping you catch on. Mm, I really do need to do this pliability and the TB12 method, so maybe I'll come along for the journey. It's good fun. Read the book. It's easy. Really easy read. What about you? What are you reading? Well, I just finished Jenna Kutcher's book, How Are You Really? And I read that because I'm interviewing her, or not because I'm interviewing her, I would have read it anyway, but she was coming on the show, so I read that. And often a lot of the books that I read are because I'm interviewing the guests and I want to get a deeper understanding of their work, which is awesome. And I read a lot. Nick and I both read every single night. We absolutely love it and we churn through books. So I finished that and I am currently, I just picked up today Tammy Lee Kent's book, Mothering from Your Center, which I've already read. However, 
I have her coming on the podcast. And so I just reopened it and was looking at all of my highlights and I'm going to reread sections of that. So that is what is on my nightstand right now. And it is such a beautiful book and I highly recommend it and keep an eye out for the episode with her. She is amazing. And if you have not read Mothering from Your Center or any of her books, highly recommend them. Speaking of nightstands, we've sold ours. <laughs> we have some really exciting news. We, we sold, sold our nightstands. <laughs> we sold our nightstands and our whole house, all of our furniture, everything. Yeah. Well, besides our bed, our Samina. Yeah, we, we never sell our Samina sleep system. No, and if you <laughs> don't know what a Samina sleep system is, go and look it up. It's, it's in your shop, actually. Yes, go to my website and check it out. It's amazing. It's nuts. So we sold our house, which is really exciting, and, you know, me being the feminine, I was very attached, and I conceived here and gave birth in this house and felt a little bit emotional about it. Yeah, and I had to do some gentle arm twisting. Yes, not front, really, but... In front of the agent. Yeah. But I knew we were in a great place and it was, it made perfect sense. How did you feel having bought before selling? Yeah. So that's something that we did. We bought before selling. That was fine. For you. For me. Yeah. Not for you. Nick Nick was sweating bullets. Because you just think I've got it totally covered. Trust me. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Where him over there was like, oh my gosh, I've bought another house before selling this house. Like that's crazy. Yeah. But also we, we had it sold very quickly and that sale fell over. Right, the buyers had a change of heart. So then it just started making me doubt things like, oh, you know. Is it going to happen? Is it happen? Like, is it even nice, our place? I'm like, of course it is. Oh, my like, gosh, it's the best. Stupid. But anyway, I have to say I was very uncomfortable. So I had a message from a friend of mine in Boston. I met through Dr. Stephen Cabral. His name is Mark Anderson. And we were talking about spiritual stuff. We usually just speak about, like, fitness and stuff. And I, then I asked him a spiritual question. And now all our conversations revolve around spirituality, which is beautiful. And he spoke a lot about Michael A. Singer and his work. Untethered Soul, he wrote. Untethered Soul and the Surrender Experiment, so good. And it led me to a few different ways of looking at the situation. And one of them was, I've always liked instant gratification, right? I was sort of like things happening now or yesterday. I'm a bit impatient sometimes. And this forced me to sit in that discomfort. But there was this really nice little tweak to it, which I found, which I think could be very helpful for anyone in any situation right now. And that is when something comes to you that's feeling really uncomfortable, you can simply say to yourself in your mind, thank you, right? So I'm sitting there feeling super uncomfortable. And instead of like projecting into the future and thinking about, oh, what if I don't sell? What if we can't settle? Are we going to lose our deposit? All this sort of stuff I could run through. All the stories, which I did, by the way. Instead, you just stop and say, thank you. Because that feeling I'm getting is showing me something I need to look at. So thank you for showing me something that needs attending to. And that thing that needed attending to was my propensity for instant gratification. So that was really, really interesting. And of course, I'm relieved that we have sold and we are moving very soon. It's very exciting. But try that. It's kind of like the yogic practice, Pratipaksha Bhavana, which essentially kind of loosely translates to pulling the splinter. And when you have a negative thought, let's say, I hate the way I look in the mirror, then you bring immediately the opposite thought straight in to your mind. I love the way I look in the mirror. And it's this great neutralizer, Pratipaksha Bhavana. You can look it up. It's kind of similar to that. So this process of just saying thank you was kind of revolutionary for me. And yeah. I learned a lot from just sitting in that discomfort. I love that. That's definitely something I'm going to try. Okay, I want to hear, what is your current favorite health hack? My favorite health hack? Well, you are like Mr. Next Level Health. Like all of our friends come to Nick for health advice. Oh, yeah, and relationship advice and money advice, like everything. But you are like... A wealth of knowledge. Actually, in all areas. Okay, he's I can see his head just expanding as I as I say you know what's this. Funny? It totally it wasn't at all. I can see it. I can see it. it. Wasn't I can see it. Oh, you don't know me, wife. <laughs> it's getting bigger and bigger. But honestly, Nick is a wealth of knowledge in so many different areas. And he's one of those annoying people that everything he touches turns to gold. Like 
Not everything. Oh, he's good at everything. I've failed heaps, babe. Oh, yeah, but you're good at a lot of things. I learn from that. Yeah, you do. You learn from it. You're so good at everything. Like we joke that we need to clone him in our business because there's just so many things we want to do and there's only one of him. So I do need to clone you. You are a bottleneck. (laughs) That's what I am. (laughs) But, okay, coming back to health, you are a health expert. You know so much. You read so much. You research. You use yourself as a human guinea pig. And you have for so many years. Like Nick's parents were progressive with health. And so this is where he got it from. Like he has been reading health books and experimenting with his health since he was 15. You know, his dad was meditating and doing water fasts when he was 15 years old. So Nick has been exposed to it for a really long time. So he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to health. Tell us, what is a recent health hack or something that you're loving or something that you want to try? Yeah. So, well, this morning I had a hyperbaric chamber followed by sauna, which felt amazing. It's a really great combination doing chamber, sauna, because the chamber tends to stir quite a bit of stuff up and then the sauna, you can just sweat it out. So that's been like, I just, honestly, infrared saunas, how can you go past those? incredible and we won't have one in the new house but instead well that's not true the house we're building we will the temporary house we don't have one but we do have very very fortunately we were sent a infrared sauna blanket called a heat healer so essentially put a robe on get inside and sweat your balls off (laughs) so we do have that and i have not been inside the sauna in so long because i am breastfeeding and before that pregnant And you're not meant to do them whilst you are pregnant or breastfeeding. So I've not been in a sauna for a really long time, but I did love it. Yeah. So in terms of health hacks, I am doing some pretty interesting stuff. I'm currently experimenting with Ben Greenfield's sleep supplement. And I don't know if it's helping or not. It doesn't seem to be. I've been waking up at sort of 2 a.m. quite a lot, which I've never really done before. I don't know why. It could be a liver thing. I'm not too, it's weird. So I'm experimenting with Ben Greenfield's sleep supplement. And I totally trust Ben and his research, so I'll keep giving it a go. But apart from that, I think always coming back to basics, like the single ultimate hack of all time, without a doubt, I'll debate this with anyone. Um, Do I know what you're going to say? Oh, you look like you do. What are you going to say? You say it first. Were you going to say meditation? Yes. Ah. I was. The single greatest hack, I believe, is Vedic meditation specifically. Out of everything you've ever done? A hundred percent. Out of everything I've ever done, it is the ultimate hack. I agree. Because if we have a nervous system that's excited, we can never, ever experience the truest nature of ourselves. We can never, ever experience the level of joy that's available to us in human form. We can never, ever express ourselves and our innate true nature because our nervous systems are too overexcited. This technique is the most efficient way to de-excite that. And I have to be really honest with you, since having a baby, I always do my morning meditation and have not always done my second one. (gasps) (laughs) Shock horror. Well, this is coming from a very... you You were very disciplined. I am very disciplined and I have been for like eight years, twice a day, 20 minutes, morning and afternoon. But since having Bambi, there's been a bit of resistance to doing that second one. And mainly because sometimes all I want to do is just get horror, get horizontal, (laughs) get horizontal and just lay the F down (laughs) and not sit up in a cross-legged position. I just want to get horror. You can sit up with your legs out. <laughs> okay, I don't want to sit up. Yeah, you want to be horror. <laughs> I want to be horror. I, get it, get I it. just want to get horror. Is there anything wrong with that? I know my mm. meditation teachers will say, you just need to meditate, Melissa. You know, sit down, do the work. And I will, and I do, but not every day at the moment. And that might change. What would it take to change that? Because, you know, I listened to an episode recently of the Vedic Worldview with Tom Knowles and... He was talking about plant medicine, psychedelics versus, well, just talking about those in general and how he'd never touched any of that or alcohol and how this technique itself is a repeatable, sustainable path to enlightenment. 
and it's so easy. When he said it like that, I was like, a repeatable, sustainable path to enlightenment. Isn't that the whole point of us being here? And it's there already. And it's free. And it's, well, if you want to learn the technique, it's not free. But once you've got it, it's free to practice. Every day. It's free to practice twice a day. And it's there. You don't need a pill. You don't need a device. It is available to you I would all say, the time. You know, speaking of legacy, if I could wave a magic wand, I would somehow create something that had the majority of the planet doing this technique. Mm. I wish that could be my legacy and maybe it will be, but it doesn't feel to be my calling. I can definitely share about it and practice it. But maybe you could create some sort of meditation music that's not the same though. Than sitting and doing it's, the work. It's not the same as having that wisdom passed down. Mm, and that and dropping into that expansive transcendent state. It's not the same. So favorite hack is Vedic meditation. If you're wondering what the difference is between Vedic and transcendental meditation, it is actually the same technique, taught by two different organizations. But we align with the Vedic world. That's just who we have been aligned with. We have a lot of friends and teachers in that space, and I really love the the work of Tom Knowles. And the Vedic wisdom, it's so beautiful. Mm. It's the best. I love it. Okay, so speaking of favorite hacks, darling, what's your favorite hack? Well, definitely meditation as well, and I'm going to get in that second one. (laughs) I'm going to try and get that in. No, no, not try. I'm going to make the time because it's there. Yeah, but what you do... Is what I've been doing. One thirty. When Bambi goes Bambi's down. Go, Bambi's asleep. Got an hour and a half. You can do your meditation. You've still got a whole hour to go horror. To get horror. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I've got time to get horror. Okay. So definitely meditation, but something else that I really love at the moment, that is eating on my own. And this might, you might be like, what the hell is she talking about? Okay. So since having Bambi, my digestion has been off. Now, that is quite common because you've got a lot of air inside you because that space used to be filled with a baby. So air, the element. And so after you give birth, you are very Vata imbalanced. So you need to do a lot of Vata pacifying. So, you know, warm, easy to digest foods, belly binding, you know, those sorts of things, warm oil, all those beautiful nourishing Vata pacifying things. And although I did all of those, something that, a a habit that I picked up when Bambi started eating food, which was around seven months, was... To constantly go, on the table. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was to... Okay, so when I visualized the type of household that we want, and that was sitting down and eating meals together, that's really important for me. I really want Bambi to see us all sitting and experience us all sitting and blessing our food. And we have our gratitude candle that we light, which is a beeswax candle. And we all say what we're grateful for. And we have a blessing that we do and a song that we do and things like that. So I really wanted that. And I grew up watching my mum not really, she always sat with us for dinner, but it was always rushed. And it wasn't, it, it was like it wasn't a priority. It was more something she just had to do, you know, like just something that we had to get through. Where Nick's family, like mealtimes, we would sit, you know, and we still do. We would sit with your parents for like two hours. We would Mm. sit there and chat. And it was beautiful where in my household, it was kind of like, okay, I've got to go off to dancing and my brother has to go off to football. And, you know, it was kind of like quickly just eat your food and get out. So that's not what I want for Bambi. So I've been trying to sit and eat with her at breakfast and at lunch, and then all three of us at dinner. However, that meant that I was kind of rushing my food because I'm, and not being present with my food because I'm trying to help her with her food. And I'm also like, oh, how long has she got in here before she, in the chair, I mean, before she wants to get out. So I would like scoff my food, rush my food, not be present, more focused on her. Okay. We just spilt that on the floor. Okay. So all of my attention was on her and I'm, you know, moving to the side and just quickly eating my food. So this caused a lot of gut imbalances for me and I've been in a lot of pain and it's been really... (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Uh, okay, so I've had a really upset stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, dude. enough already. No wonder I sleep in the other room. <laughs> <gasps> oh, like you can talk. <laughs> okay, so I've had a really upset stomach. So like shooting pains in my stomach because I'm not present with my food. I'm rushing my food. I'm not digesting my food. So it took me eating a meal on my own in peace and quiet and really mindfully chewing my food to remember, to remind myself of how much I love eating on my own and how much better I digest my food. So I know for me personally that I digest my food better when I eat on my own in silence, not on my phone on my own, not watching something on my own, just on my own in silence. That's actually a hard and fast rule of mine. I actually read it every single day. I've got like a a list of things I want to remind myself each day that pops up in my things. And one of those things is I never, because I've got never statements, I never use my phone or watch anything while eating. That's part of your code, which we've Mm. spoken about in other episodes. And I have to give you a little bit of praise here without blowing up your head anymore. And do you just notice how nice I am to you on this podcast and all you do is... (laughs) 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 Okay, I'm going to stop being nice. This is the last nice comment I'm going to give to you and then you're in the doghouse. There's there's a new... Okay, this next question might... I haven't finished. (laughs) (laughs) Finished your train of thought. My train of thought is that you... Do eat very mindfully and slowly and not on your own, but you do eat. He chews like 85 times. Like he eats. Counts it sometimes. Yeah, he 70, eats very mindfully, very consciously, chews a billion times. And I look at him and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. I need to do that. Anyway, so a health hack for me right now is eating on my own and slowly. And that doesn't always happen. Definitely, like we eat dinner together. So I don't eat on my own at dinner and I don't eat in silence, but I try and chew more and I try and go a bit slower. And what I have been doing is starting Bambi with her food just a little bit earlier so that she will be happy to just sit there whilst we eat. And she usually is, which is awesome. But that is a health hack. And I want to encourage anyone who is having digestive issues to experiment for a week, eating in silence, mindfully on your own and watch your digestion improve. Not just that, it's chew. Yeah, chew your food. But when you are on your own and in silence, you tend to chew more. But make it a very conscious practice, right? Chew your drink and drink your food. And Nick will chew, he will chew a nut, like one macadamia nut for like 45 minutes. It's (laughs) kind of annoying. (laughs) That's not true. But I I was eating some activated almonds before, Um, some local Australian ones. Gosh, they're good from Nick's Bix. And um, by the way, we make a uh, an almond butter just by getting activated almonds, put it in the Vitamix, blend it until it's creamy and smooth. Oh, my God, I want some. Overeat it and just... <laughs> <laughs> Every time without fail, overeat it. But anyway. Um, Does that happen to anyone else? Oh, our friend Joffrey was telling us how much he overeats nut butter. But anyway, everyone overeats nut butter. What are we talking about? Does anyone not overeat nut butter? Can anyone listening, can you DM us? Can you just have one teaspoon of nut butter and then be done with it? Come on. I want to know Come if on. there's someone out there that can do it. Lies. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. Think about it. You have a tablespoon, which is like total amateur amount. If you have a tablespoon, how many almonds went into that tablespoon? I know. Like in nature, you just go and walk, don't walk past a tree of almond butter. And smack down what? 50 almonds. They don't have almond butter trees? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Imagine like on just a dripping. tap. Just yeah, dripping. I just head under. But anyway, I wanted to ask you, darling, what's your favorite food at the moment? Oh, Has okay. it changed at all? Just mm. current, like what's something you had recently that you've really enjoyed? Oh, you made a really yummy sweet potato dal in our Instant Pot. If you follow me on Insta and you got my newsletter last week, you'll know that I got an Instant Pot for my birthday. Which, which I, she hasn't used. I haven't used. Nick's used it a million times. Non-stop. I think he bought it more for himself, though. I did, but at least it gave me an excuse to buy it. Yeah, true. So he made the most amazing sweet potato dal in there. Today we had these beautiful rosemary beans, which were amazing. Rosemary and garlic. Oh. Rosemary, garlic, and leek cannellini beans. Oh, they were so yummy. On toast with braised sweet and sour uh, cabbage, which is cooked with sour cherries. Oh, it was amazing. Ooh. So 
Oh, but I can't go past like your lasagna, your egg, well, your eggplant dish is my favorite dish. I know. Here's a really simple dish for you guys. I'm just going to give you a recipe right up. Get a couple of big eggplants, cut them up into big chunks, coconut oil, frying pan, cook them down just for, I don't know, just so they start to brown. Then get tamari and coconut aminos and generously apply both of those all over. A good amount of grated ginger, like a healthy couple of inches of grated ginger or minced ginger. A good three or four cloves of minced garlic. A couple of tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. And if you want to sweeten it up a little bit more, you can put a bit of maple syrup if you want, like a tablespoon. You don't need it particularly. But you just literally cook that down with the lid on until it's really tender. Oh my gosh, it's basically teriyaki. It is so good. We serve it over millet with sesame seeds and tahini. It's just like... It's my favorite dish. We have that once a week and I love it. I beg him for it. It's so good. It's absolutely delicious. But the Instant Pot's awesome. I highly recommend, especially not only if you're plant-based, but you can take chickpeas that take like four hours to cook usually on the stove. Or any beans. A lot of beans. beans take forever. Lentils are quick, but beans forever. Chickpeas, 12 minutes. And creamy so creamy it's like what are these scenes it's like a whole new way of eating i know it's so quick it's amazing because often we would put our beans on the stove and then walk away and And then you burn them and yeah it's just not fun and if you are doing beans and lentils which everyone i'm gonna drop this should word here yeah they're a very very amazing addition if you look at the blue zones it's one thing they have in common across the diets is legumes Yes, they're so good. So get them dry from your bulk store and then you soak them overnight with a bit of apple cider vinegar and then cook them the next day in your Apple cider vinegar and water. And water, yes. Make sure you soak them. You have to soak them. And then cook them in your Instant Pot in like 7 to 12 minutes the next day. All of the beans and lentils have different cooking times, but it's so good. You don't want to have canned beans and lentils, okay? There's a reason for that too about the tin food because from an Ayurvedic perspective, tinned food is very rajasic, right? Which is the quality of food that you essentially, well, it's a quality in nature that you don't want to consume too much of. Leftovers are very rajasic as well. Some foods are rajasic, cooked meat is rajasic, right? So you want to have sattvic foods. They're high, they're light, they're elevating foods. So when you do it fresh, it's sattvic. Have it tinned, it's rajasic, right? But one thing I wanted to say was... And think about like fresh fruit and vegetables picked straight from the markets or off your own trees. That is very sattvic, very light. And if you listen to my episode with Zach Bush, you will know that we're all about consuming more light and getting more light into the body. Yeah, the other thing is, of course, the pressure cooker itself actually destroys a lot of lectin content. Now, I'm not going to say lectins are bad for you, but they do destroy a lot of lectin content in legumes, which makes them more digestible. And when you soak them, it's just like next level. So the ones we had for lunch today were extraordinary. It's like butter. Mm. They? Beautiful. They were so soft and mm, delicious. So highly recommend checking out Instant Pot. They're about 3 or 4 I think $300, which for what it does is freaking extraordinary. I have to say. And it does everything, steaming as well. Yes. And we haven't done this yet, but it can make a whole cake. Yeah. There's a triple chocolate fudge recipe. There's a great cookbook called Vegan Instant Pot by the girl who has the YouTube channel Rainbow Rainbow Plant Life. Yeah. And some of her stuff, my gosh, it's good. Like we go through that book and just want to cook just about everything, which is pretty rare. And we have been going through the recipes, which is also pretty rare. Let's face it. Who has a recipe book? They've never cooked something out of everyone. Mm. But we're already going through this one quickly. Yeah, you you are. (laughs) I just pick them. (laughs) Darling, what's your favorite podcast? Because we're doing this one. Of course, we love this show. But what's your favorite podcast right now? That I'm listening to Mm. a lot of? Yeah. Hmm. I've got one while you think of it. Go. Vedic Worldview. I tend to be listening to that mainly at the moment. I don't have a lot of podcast listening time, to be honest. We don't drive very far. And... If I have quiet time, I want to meditate or get in the sauna and do other things. But I do love Vedic worldview while I'm doing my rolling and stretching and stuff. It's really good. Oh, one I've been listening to a lot of lately and might be because I just interviewed her and read her book, but it's Jenna Kutcher and I absolutely love her. And mainly because she is a boss babe and she is a mama. And so I've been really interested in 
observing how she dances between the two. And so, yeah, I'd listened to, I think she had one recently about dancing between being an entrepreneur and parenthood. And that was the last one I think I recently listened to. And a shout out to one of our good friends, Simon Hill, who has changed his show from Plant Proof to The Proof and taken a new, new direction in his, well, in what he's doing publicly. And just want to acknowledge that because it's, you know, it takes a lot to change something that's working so well, but he's following his gut and doing what lights him up and acknowledging you for that, my friend, go and check out The Proof podcast. Very, very good stuff. I thought a nice way to end this podcast telling would be to ask the same questions that you ask your guests. So I'm going to ask them of you and maybe you want to ask them of me too. So let's rapid fire these, okay? What's your definition of success and what do you attribute your success to? Oh, my definition of success is feeling inner peace and contentment within myself. And a barometer of success for me is putting my head on my pillow at night and honestly knowing that I showed up fully from my heart in every moment that day. And if I can say, yes, I did that, then that's success to me. Yeah, I think this is probably a bit cliche, but I think success is having choices and freedom because I feel like we have a life of choice and freedom and I can't imagine not having that. I mean, that can look different for every single person. So it can be a spectrum of choice and a spectrum of freedom. But for me personally, when I picture success, what am I doing at my height of success? I'm on stage with, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 people performing. What's bringing you the most joy right now? Definitely Bambi. She is just so beautiful and she has the most amazing, amazing energy and spirit. Yesterday we caught up with some friends and Amy said to me, she's like an enlightened being. She is, she's got the most beautiful energy. Like it's so clear and just overflowing with love. So Bambi is definitely bringing me so much joy. And also this podcast brings me so much joy, having epic conversations with people that I love, like my husband and all of the amazing guests that I get on this show. Like that brings me so much joy. Sunshine brings me so much joy. Spending time with my friends. Oh, that brings me so much joy. And yeah, that's it. What about you? Definitely Bambi. Leo, my son Leo and friendship. What about me? Do it like do I get anything nice said about me that this this like whole episode? Do you want to say one nice thing about me? I sent you a message this morning. What, That's what true. did that message say? Okay, I'll get my phone. I love you. You are amazing. There is something big brewing for you. Love heart and then the emoji with the heart eyes. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing you're working well, on? Well, I love how he just like skipped over it. He still won't say anything nice. Oh, I'm getting there. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. What's one thing you're working on or would like to improve within yourself at the moment? Working on sitting in that discomfort that I explained before and would like to improve my upper back strength and wrist strength so that I can carry our daughter with no pain in my back. For me, apart from giving you more compliments, because you are really the most amazing woman in the entire world. You're just saying that. I would have to say it is my ongoing commitment to trying to be humble. Yeah, you need to work on that. No, I'm pretty good, actually. No, you're not. Oh, whoops, that wasn't humble. No, you're not humble at all. Really? No. I'm not getting any better. Like maybe surely. 1%. Oh, gosh. Okay. And also I'm wearing a positivity bracelet. Yes. We're doing a positivity experiment where you basically can't say anything negative and you can't speak mainly to each other or you can't gossip you can't it's like can't be judgmental anything doesn't add value you have to swap wrists and it's basically anything with an icky feeling you swap wrists i'm on day like i haven't changed at all is it like day six or something i don't know i think i'm on day two really Mm. oh you made it a day yeah i think i made it a day did you Mm. well done Mm. i wouldn't know because you haven't got a band on your wrist it's in my hair Let's pretend you have a magic wand and could put one book in the curriculum in every high school around the world besides your books, darling. Uh, what would you choose? I have said Neil Donald Walsh conversations with God before, but I think, and that should definitely be in the curriculum, but also Bava Ram. Warrior pose. Warrior pose. Or Anita Munjani. Dying to be me. Oh, and they've both been on my podcast. If you have not listened to those episodes, all three Gosh. of those humans have been on my podcast. 
and read their books, do yourself a favour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think Warrior Pose is a good one. Have you had Dan Millman on the show yet? No, he's on my dream list. Okay, so The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. I would love children to read that book. It's a goodie. It's such a good book. And he actually has written children's books too. Let's talk about how your day looks. Do you have a morning routine and how does it look? Well, you know I do have a morning routine. Yeah, but I'm asking (laughs) if I'm a host. (laughs) Okay, so currently I wake up anywhere between 5 and 5.30. And so if I wake up at 5, I have two hours to myself before Bambi wakes up, which is just amazing. I meditate. It's the first thing I do. Well, I do tongue scraping and wash my face, go to the toilet, brush my teeth, have a big drink of clean water with some minerals in it. And then I sit and meditate. I do a 20 minute meditation and do some visualizing after and some prayers and things like that. And then after that, I will usually go and work out. I I don't work out every day, but I'll go downstairs and into the garage and do a workout three times a week. And if not, I will just do some foam rolling or yoga or stretching. And then sometimes Nick and I have some time together. And then before I know it, it's seven o'clock. Oh, and I'll shower and then wake Bambi up at seven o'clock. Yeah, mine's not that dissimilar. I love being up at five o'clock and I only sleep past that if I generally feel like my body needs more rest, depending on how much sort of exercise or surfing or whatever I've done. But up at five, I use the Apollo Neuro, which you can look at. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's in Melissa's shop. We love this device and I use it with its new setting. You can set a program. So I've set the alert program to come on at 5 a.m. So it vibrates on my wrist quite aggressively and wakes me up, but in a really calm way without being jolted awake. So that's been awesome as an alarm. Far out is the best because your partner can't hear it. It's so good. You're in the other room most of the time. Yeah, but I wasn't because Leo was here. So I wasn't in the other room. So I used that. And I do the same thing. I have some water with minerals and a probiotic. You have a probiotic too, actually. Not every day. Sometimes. And then I will uh, meditate 20 minutes. Then I'll go and do mobility work, which I learned from Aaron McKenzie from Origin of Energy in Sydney, Bondi, followed by some very specific exercises for me that I'm working on, some restrictions within my own body, and some foam rolling, which is going to be soon pliability once I learn more about that. And if I have time, I'll do a sauna or a hyperbaric chamber. And then I will go in and wake up Bambi with Melissa. That's my morning routine. What's the one most important thing we can do for our health? Meditate. I agree. What's the one most important thing we can do for our wealth? Heal your relationship with money. Mm, I'd say meditate. What's the one most important thing we can do for our love? Give love. I'll say meditate. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to share with us, darling? No, I think this has been so much fun. I love having you on the show and sharing what is current for us right now. So this is, you know, May 2022, what is going on in our life right now? And we just wanted to share with you guys and make sure you check out Nick's music, Anobi and Nick Broadhurst. Follow him on IG and Spotify and click subscribe on my podcast as well. So you get all of my latest episodes. And if you want to get a monthly newsletter from me, head to my website and make sure you join my email list so that you get all of the juiciness from me. And to wrap things up, don't forget to... You are in so much trouble. You're in the doghouse. The dog? We don't even have a dog. No. Well, or a house. Yeah. Yet. Okay, on that note, guys, we love you. Thank you for being here and come and connect with us on Instagram. We would love to connect with you and meet you and hear what you got from this episode. Chew your food. (laughs) I love doing these episodes with Nick. They are so much fun. We truly have a ball and are laughing for hours after. So I hope you got a lot out of this show and If you did, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will pop up in your feed so that you don't have to go searching for a new episode. And please come and connect with us on Instagram. I'm at Melissa Ambrosini. Nick is at I am Nick Broadhurst and Anobi. 
please go and follow and check out all his new music and go over to Spotify and add his new music to your playlists. That would be amazing. And please come and connect with us on Instagram and tell us what you got out of this episode and if you actually like these episodes, because if you do, we will keep doing them for you. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. 